0: Thank the Lord for my staff. Uh, what happened? Uh, which happens to be my children. Uh, and Daniqua came through big time tonight in resolving a technology problem. And. Uh, I give God the glory for that because I was getting ready to go on uh... even with the glitches on the screen which I'm not used to and uh... that's the first time that that has happened I checked with her to see if you could hear me clearly and she said it was glitching too now I do know when we have storms we have some issues with um, getting through we live on a, a hill and uh, I, I don't know why we have those issues but we do as the storm was passing over I remember a song that the church that I got saved in the men would get up and sing I was not a part of the group because I could not sing but I was the lead preacher of all of the what they used to call back in those days preacher boys and uh, Uh, I'm talking about the early 80s, and I used to love hearing them sing this song. The storm is passing over. The storm is passing over. Oh, courage, my soul, and let us carry on. For the night is dark, and I am far from home Thanks be to God The morning light appears The storm is passing over The storm is passing over The storm is passing over Hallelujah Hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah, the storm is passing over, the storm is passing over, hallelujah. Now, this uh, song was written by a black man named Charles Tinley. and, uh, uh, this song was written by a black man by the name of Charles Tinley. And uh, sometimes I think, and I, I think I think wrongly, that if I could get some music lessons, some singing lessons, I might be able to do something. Because Sometimes I just break out in my singing. O oh, courage my soul and let us journey on. For though the night is dark, it won't be very long. O oh, thanks be to God, the morning light appears and the storm is passing over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, the storm is passing over. Hallelujah. O billows rolling high, and thunder shakes the ground, the lightnings flash and tempest all around. But Jesus walks the sea and calms the angry waves. And the storm is passing over. Hallelujah. The stars have disappeared and distant lights are dim. My soul is filled with fears. The seas are breaking in. I hear the master cry, Be not afraid, tis I. And the storm is passing over. Hallelujah. Now soon we shall reach the distant shining shore, then free from all of the storms we'll rest forevermore, and safe within the veil we'll furl the riven sail, and the storm will all be over. Hallelujah what a beautiful song shall we pray the storm is passing over hallelujah holy father god tonight i thank you for the opportunity the privilege the pleasure and the blessing to be able to gather together and to pray to you i pray Hallowed be your name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven and holy father god i praise you and i thank you tonight as we close out this day for your love your mercy and your grace I praise you Lord and I thank you for your Holy Son the Lord Jesus Christ your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word I praise you and I thank you Lord for millions and many and manifold blessings too numerous to count but Lord, I do not want to uh, uh, not uh, remember them. I want to uh, include them in all, of the, in all of my prayers, and I want to make sure that I thank you for each and every one, but there are so many, Lord. Uh, I would be here for the rest of my life, and then some, trying to count them all before you but you know how you do for indeed you bless us with millions of blessings millions of blessings are happening upon us if we're living right now at this very moment on the inside of our bodies that if anything shuts up or shuts down momentarily we could drop dead so thank you Lord for those blessings and I praise you and thank you for salvation and spiritual family and life financial and material protection and provision mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years upon me and thus my family Lord I recall Lord when we were traveling across the country and, and preaching your holy gospel in uh, The first travel trailer uh, Lord uh, and I remember us being Right outside of the town South Bend I think it is uh, near Notre Dame And we stayed there a while in a very, uh, rather, looking back, unsafe area, but Lord, you took care of us, and you protected us, and you blessed the meetings there, and a book idea came out of those meetings, and you led me, I think it was one of the first books we ever wrote, and and out of that uh, little wooded area where we stayed. And, Lord, I have so many miraculous, precious memories like that. Uh, And, Holy Father God, I thank you for them. And, Lord, I pray now that you would have continued mercy and grace upon those of us who are saved by your grace. Please forgive us of our sins tonight as we from our hearts. By your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. Crucify, Lord, our flesh, afresh and anew tonight, the old man within us, and fill us afresh and anew with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord of your Holy Spirit. Holy Father God, I pray tonight that you would deliver each and every one of us who name the name of Jesus Christ. From temptation, evil, and sin, grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, and to do right, and to act right and to do that which is pleasing in your sight and Holy Father God I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would uh, for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and uh, Lord we pray that you you would help each and every one of us who are truly saved and born again to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you our first love in a very real sense Lord we need all of the help that you can give us and then Lord help us to make the right decisions and Holy Father God I pray for those who don't know you as Savior for those who are lost and who are not saved I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Lord for my wife Marika White as is the case on Wednesday prayer meeting day for over 34 years I didn't understand it in the very beginning but I thank you for teaching me and showing me what was going on the devil has used her to try to hinder Wednesday services every Wednesday for 34 years and uh, as it was the other night she did the other day she did quite well because she stood up and prayed every hour or so uh, she was unwilling to do that today and uh, she has been opposing your work all day long with a demonic attitude and a demonic spirit and uh, so Holy Father God uh, unfortunately I was prepared for it Uh, fortunately I was prepared for it but unfortunately uh, I should not have had to uh, deal with that today I was not shocked by it in other words and so Holy Father God help her to understand that the solution is to lay aside uh, her Pharisee pharistic Jamaican pride and admit that she never got saved in Jamaica and that she needs to get saved now uh, for uh, no Christian should act that way and be controlled by the devil all day long and for weeks on end especially on the most important days of the week and day set aside for your worship and service and because by your grace I preach your holy gospel every day uh, as it has become an everyday situation and it should not be And Lord I praise you and I thank you that uh, as I'm praying for Marika White I do know that there are many husbands and wives and fathers and mothers and children and pastors particularly preachers who have seen a similar pattern as one uh, counselor and coach has said don't believe people believe patterns the patterns in their lives the demonic patterns I know she has gotten this from uh, her mother who is not saved and her aunts uh, and it has passed down and and Lord unfortunately some of it is has passed down to some of my children and I pray that you break this satanic curse and uh what some call generational curses not only in my family Lord but in all families that name the name of Christ I thank you Lord that you bless me with the privilege and the joy and the uh, blessing of raising my seven children so uh, they have done much better uh, than the family I was raised in And uh, the family that my wife was raised in and uh, they have done way better than my wife and uh, the ministry that you led me to start way before I met my wife and had the wonderful children seven children uh, over the over 14 years two years apart each and every one of them You have used them mightily to help in the ministry from the time they were little until now, right now, this very moment. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor. And what they need to do is learn from the failures of their family, especially in this case, their mother, and not be that way. And not be bitter about it. But to become better about it, and do what I did, and as I took the pain and the failures of my parents and uh, put it all in a book to help other people and you made me to be a father uh, to thousands and millions of young people uh, over the years from those books, Letters to Young Black Men and Letters to Young Black Women and all of my children have participated in writing books themselves and as I have told them even before they left if you don't want to obey the Bible if you don't want to obey the books that I wrote at least obey your own books which were fantastic and great when they wrote them and Holy Father God help them to take heed to their own books at least but more importantly to take heed to the bible the word of god and holy father god i thank you for teaching me so many years ago through great preachers like dr raymond hancock from morrow georgia that the best preaching is real preaching the best preaching is not trying to cover up your family's problems and issues but to be transparent about it based upon your holy word. Because that, as a young preacher at Baptist University of America in Atlanta, Georgia, that meant more to me than all of the great hot shot preachers who came through chapel. Uh, when Dr. Raymond Hancock would preach your word and then Used personal illustrations about the pain he felt about his son going astray and problems he was having with his wife and his wife was sick and he was sick and so forth and how uh, he read back and preached one day a sermon from job and he preached that sermon in chapel I'll never forget it oh will thou retain thine integrity no matter what you're going through in life will you retain your integrity and so Lord uh, thank you for that preacher and a few others uh, who put life in their sermons that way and uh, I thank you Lord for how it connects Uh, all of the hundreds of people who come Every night, Lord, sometimes, no matter what time I preach, and sometimes the later I preach, the more people come. I don't know what's, what's that about. But uh, one of the things that they're going to get, and, um, and I think they appreciate, some of the pastor's wives don't like uh, some of the things I say. And so they're trying their best to persecute me and take me down Uh, they have not been successful yet and I thank you for your protection from my enemies Uh, and the only reason why they're attacking me is because they don't want their husband to hear me and they don't want their husband to uh, do the same thing that I'm doing and they don't need to worry about that because most men do not want to do that at all I don't know of even a lost man who wants to do it. It's just not in the man to do it because uh, it hurts his pride because a man wants everybody to be proud of his wife and impressed with his wife. And it took me over 30 plus years to get to this point. But you have called prophets like me in the past to use uh, the wife and the family as uh, a proverb for the nation and for uh, other people to see themselves, to see to, to use our family as a mirror, to see themselves because the truth of the matter is most pastors, wives and women have issues and problems that their husbands don't appreciate and don't like uh, but uh, most husbands have been trained and taught not to say anything just say yes ma'am and go on and uh, you're using me to break that up now, all of that needs to be broken up the son uh, rather the man is in charge of the wife and the children And he ought not to have to walk on eggshells around his wife, and on top of that, she does not want a man walking on eggshells. Uh, She wants a man who is going to step firmly, tell the truth, speak the truth, speak his mind, and be large and in charge in the family. Oh, she doesn't, she'll never say that, but that's what she wants deep down. And so... I, and I believe that's one of the reasons why my wife uh, has uh, been with me now for over 34 years, because one thing for sure she's going to hear from me is the truth. I've never lied to her about anything, good, bad, or ugly, and I thank you for that, and that includes telling her the truth, and uh, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, however and I I believe that I'm telling her the truth now that she's lost I believe that you're using me as a prophet in her life to uh, give her that message and uh, so that she will not die and go to hell and live a hell a hellacious life and then die and go to hell I also pray Lord tonight not only for her but for other family members, her mother, her aunts, my mother, and my sisters, I thank you, Lord, that they are still living. Uh, my dad is in heaven. I believe my brother is there too. I do pray. Uh, for they showed signs of repentance. Uh, uh, my mother has not. My two sisters have not. They're in disobedience right now in your church. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell in the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Lord, out of my wife's heart, mind, soul, and spirit, and everybody else's in my family, including, Lord, any of my children who have been uh, tainted by evil communications coming from their grandmothers, their aunts, their cousins uh, on both sides uh, and the people in their church uh, and uh, for some of them are uh, evidently uh, lost and on their way to a devil's hell. And so, Lord, open their uh, blinded eyes, those who are lost. And Lord, help them to see, help them to humble themselves down, and to get saved. And Holy Father God, I do pray that you will rebuke and bind our enemy, the devil, his demons, and his hosts. Uh, his hosts, from my wife and from all of my children, from all of our extended family and give us sweet victory over the world of the flesh and the devil and do the same for all other Christian families all other people under the sound of my voice and Lord I do pray that you would give us sweet victory over the world of the flesh and the devil and Lord I do pray that you would save those who are lost around the world, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning. And Holy Father God, I pray that, Lord, you would draw them to yourself for salvation. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Uh, for those of us who are saved, uh, all of the people under the sound of my voice and all of the people, Lord, who are saved around the world, I do pray that you would lift our burdens, cares, worries and anxieties, troubles, problems and fears fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding and your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. Put a God in our hearts, our minds, our tongues, our attitudes, and our temperaments that we would not sin against you. For those of us who are saved and born again, and holy father god i pray in the name of the lord jesus christ that you would deliver each and every one of us some people are tonight alone lonely some are in uh a dead and sad and pitiful marriage some are struggling with uh, serious financial issues some are hurting from medical issues Lord you know who they are and where they are and I do pray that you will deliver them from their distresses and their afflictions their tribulations tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. And Holy Father God, I do pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would deliver all of us from all of our spiritual and mental, physical and emotional family and life. Financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problem for some students who have gotten bogged down. Uh, Lord, uh, pave the way, open up doors for each and every one of us and order our steps and direct our ways. Thank you, Lord, for blessing and protecting and allowing things to be as well as they are and Holy Father God we pray that you would continue to have mercy in the midst of chastisement and rebuke to your church and punishment for the good of the world to turn to you and continue to protect us from massive housing crisis situations food situations medical situations and utility situations but Lord help people to open their eyes and see that that could happen any moment and this whole world can be turned upside down considering what's going on and holy father God I pray that you would bless and protect Lord my family and all of the uh, standing between the living and the dead family listening to me tonight some already in bed And some, I'm sure, that I'm putting to sleep. But, Lord, help them to hang in there. And, Lord, I do pray that you will bless my family and all of their families. Protect us from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil. Pardon me, Lord. And the demons of hell. Protect us, Lord, from evil people in the family. Protect us, Lord, from evil people in the church. Protect us, Lord, from evil people in the world. Place upon us tonight the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ. Those, Lord, who are sick in our families, help them to humble themselves, confess their sins, and repent. And holy father God I pray that you will help them to repent and turn from uh, their wicked ways and heal them Lord and I pray that you would heal them once they do that in Jesus Christ's name have all that we do and say to be done for your glory your praise and honor not only in front of other people in church but Lord behind the scenes as well And have everything we do, Holy Father God, to be done for the lifting up of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. However, now if you're hypersensitive to caffeine, you should not drink it really any time after 6 o'clock. But if you love to go to Starbucks and get the crazy coffee at six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you you'd be better off drinking some green tea, not coffee. Green tea has a subtle lift. It doesn't jolt you like coffee. but for those of you who don't like coffee and you need a little jolt in the afternoon again i don't get anything for this go buy all these all dies or however you pronounce it right when you walk in the door look to your left You may see Red Bull, don't get that. Get Celsius. Celsius will hold you for a while. I tried it the other day, it was smooth. Not a jolt and not a hard crash. Smooth climb and will give you what you need. It won't give you wings, like Red Bull, but it'll get you to where you need to go, uh, in a quiet, soft way. Okay? So, I'm just trying to help you out. I don't get anything from that. things that God blesses me to see and pick up and have, I pass it on to you. Now ladies and gentlemen, we're in the We're in Ephesians the book of Ephesians in the Holy Bible In the passage that I call the family uh, Passage God just dropped something down on us because he made the family and contrary to what you think God is very interested in the family. And see, God is more interested in things than we are. See, by living in the great America, the once great America, we have uh, adopted the American way. And one of the principles of the American way is the family is yours. And you can do with it what you want and that is a lie out of hell. You can't. And God is offended at that thought that you're doing that. And that's why families are in disarray and families are in a mess. And some people get into bad family situations that kill them over and over and over again again. And they have to go through the grief grief process over and over and over again. They marry and they divorce. Which is hell. All people, saved people and lost people, tell you divorce is hell. It's hell. It's worse than death. Because it is a bad gift that keeps on giving uh, stinky water. If you have four children, that's going to be four painful graduations and weird graduations. Let me tell you something: family gets weird, even without a divorce. Family life, family, the family world, and and you know, as your as your children grow older and move on out, it, all of that gets weird because that's the nature of the beast and uh, uh, from the parent from the child's perspective it gets weird some parents cannot handle the weirdness of their children even though they're weird themselves Uh, and and so you got uh, one generation looking uh, back on their offspring or looking down on their offspring or looking at their offspring <laughs> As they grow and they seem very weird and then you have the children who grow up and they become their own Individuals and they look at the parents and they look at the parents and say they look they look very weird So it gets weird anyway without divorce and remarriage now when you add divorce and remarriage it gets stupid I don't care if you like it or not. It gets stupid. It's too much. It's too much pain. Too much uh, for a person to take. And this is why people who have gone through it, I thank God I've never gone through it. I thank God that my parents have never gone through it. But it's a bugaboo. It's a mess. And I I don't want to be a part of it. See? And nor should you. And, and you know, we're, we're so wicked and we're so depraved and evil. We try to make bad things sound good. We, we try to do the happy talk thing. And you're nothing but a liar. You're depressed, defeated, and disgusted. You are in great pain. Pardon me. That your children. I said your children. Think about it. Your children is in a house, fathers, with your wife, with your wife. And uh, he's doing all kinds of nasty things with her. And he has your three or four children in his house. I I don't see how a man can handle that. I don't see that, I mean that's just terrible. And then, the, and then the wife, the mother, she's in the house by herself. She has not been able uh, to catch her or Bo Peep or anybody yet. And for some time she doesn't want to be bothered. And she's all alone, curled up in a fetal position, and her children is over at some other woman's house with her husband. That's a two-edged sword, my friends, that keeps swinging. And And then you people who play the game of swapping children, that's hell on one side, hell on the other. Hell, hell every two weeks. Hell, hell every month. Hell, hell every summer. Hell, hell every Thanksgiving. Hell, hell every Christmas. Are you kidding me? And one family lives in North Carolina, and they made sure of it, because the other family lives in California. Uh-uh. That's not how... Hey, these things are not so to be. That's how I'm not That's not how it should be, my friends. That's too much. That's too much. My hat is off to you people who go through all of that. But I, I, I even if my wife divorced me when we had the children, all of our children are grown now and doing quite well and I thank God for that and I thank God for my oldest daughter Danny and my oldest daughter Danita who have truly been with me the only mother these children have ever seen my wife is right here I lie not to you I'm not I'm it's not a matter some of you went how could he say that I know his wife is hurt and mortified no my wife has heard me tell her this privately for over 30 years Uh, Whenever the children started coming She already knows The problem is she has never truly repented And so God gave me the liberty To try to help some other folks go through this And help some other men stand up and be a man And if you have to raise those children by yourself With her doing the dirty work Then do that That's what I did So you don't need this weirdness. Neither one of you. I don't care who you are. I'm telling you to your faces. You husbands, do you pray and read the Bible and do what you're supposed to do and obey God because you don't need the divorce and remarriage weirdness and craziness and stupidity and wives, you'll be better off staying with your husband And if you want to stay with your husband it can't go your way. It needs to go God's way and His way. And you need to submit to your husband and obey your husband and do what's in you to do. You know what you're supposed to do. Do it. And you'll come out on top on the other end in time to come. Well anyway tonight we're at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4. The Bible is talking to parents especially fathers because the father is the chief parent. Yes sir. Not the mother like is like it's set up in the American way. And that's why so many children are messed up. So many boys are messed up. Because even if there was a man in the household, they were all raised by their mother. And they love their mother more than they love their father. In fact, some of them hate their father. The big old football players get the million dollar contracts, and they play football, and you never hear them say, hi, Dad. They always get in the camera and say, hi, Mom, hi, Mom. You never see a father get a a house from his son, uh, but uh, the son buys the mom a house. That's the American way. When the Bible says the husband ought to be getting uh, most of the honors and appreciation from the uh, children. The Bible talks about that. The the mother can get some too if she does her job in time to come. The The husband and the children were praised though. But the father is the main parent. He's parent number one. The wife is parent number two, the mother. And the husband is in charge. The wife needs to help him raise those children. And ye fathers provoke not your children to wrath but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord all God is saying here because God is a father God is the father the greatest father of all time and whether you understand this or not we're made in his image and if we are saved, we have God's love running through us But on the flesh side, you can become uh, an angry man, and and a wrathful man, and a bitter man, and a provoking man. And God is telling you uh, to not do that. God knows what was in you as a man, as a father. Do not provoke your children. Do not pick on your children. Do not be unfair to your children. Favoring one over the other and all of that foolishness. Talking about you love this child more than you love this child and all this kind of craziness. Now you do have to deal with each child differently. If a child gets up, makes her bed, fixes breakfast for the other siblings, does her school work, does her ministry work, does her business work, does her household work every day without having to tell her, well then you reward her and you pat her on the back. If you have another daughter that's lazy, does not even want to help the sister fix the food, mad about the fact that she has to fix the food, never makes her bed, and then you have to uh, chastise that child and rebuke that child. And it's all love. It's all love God's love evil people who do evil things have to be rebuked and chastised people who do good things ought to be rewarded and blessed that's just the way it is and if you do not have God's love in you and I say this to everybody if you know that you don't have the spirit of God's love Running through you, God's agape love, and you really don't love the children. You just want to take out your frustrations and your anger out on them. If you can't wait a day or two or three or four or five or a week as they grow older before you whip their behinds, and and you wanna you wanna do it because you're angry and bitter and frustrated. Then I, I tell you, be you husband or mother, husband or wife, father, or husband, do not ever whip the children. You say, preacher, did you let your wife whip the children? No, because she didn't love the children. She never wanted to say, I love you. She never wanted to, to hug them. So I saw that she didn't love the children as she should, and I said, no, don't you ever raise a hand at these children, ever. And one time, uh, uh, I was away, and my children told me about this, Danny and Daniel, and mommy tried to whip us, and uh, they looked at her like she was crazy. Because I didn't allow that. Uh, There's things that she can do. She needs to help change the diapers. She needs to wash the dishes. She needs to fix the food for her children, the little ones. You can help do that, but uh, you can't help me uh, chastise the children. And that's what I told her. But the husband is the main parent. Always remember that because that's how God sees it, and that's how he's going to hold you accountable. So, uh, and the thing that God wants you to do is nurture them, and uh, when they do good, the nurture and but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and let me just tell you the main phrase I want you to remember tonight of the Lord see it's all about the Lord always bring the Lord in it even to this day I'll text my children and tell them to pray without ceasing good night I love you pray without ceasing good morning I love you pray without ceasing to the Lord uh, and and stay away from evil and evil people and follow the Lord and throughout the upbringing of my children I made it always about the Lord same thing with uh, my wife husbands you keep it focused on the Lord not about don't it flesh and blood man That's what the devil wants. That's what she wants. Never let them have that ground of making it a flesh and blood situation. It's not about you and me. It's about you and the Lord. And me and the Lord. The Lord is up in here. Because I do not trust my wife 100%. You say, Preacher, how do you show that? Well, I show it by the fact that I don't let her uh, touch certain things of mine. Uh, And I'm uh, I'm watching her when she's making my food. I don't wash any dishes, but I'm going to rinse my dish off myself when it's time for me to eat. I don't trust her because I caught her stealing my cashews. All three of my daughters, Daniqua, Danae, and Danielle caught her stealing my cashews one night when I was asleep. And so you have to watch Negroes like that. But never make it a, a personal thing. I believe that one of the things that my wife has hated about me is that I have never let it become a personal thing. It is all about what the Lord wants I want her to get saved because I want her to have a relationship with the Lord because the Lord will regulate your behavior the Lord will put his agape love in you and it's not about me even though with the Lord in her life I'm sure that things would be better And so, even with the children, never let it be about you and them. Uh, and, 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 uh, and so that way, uh, no matter what they say, uh, you just say, Now listen, this is about you and the Lord, and me and the Lord. So, the Lord is here. The Lord is in between us. And you tell them that. It is all about the Lord, what the Lord wants. Now, sweet, uh, American-spirited people of the day, they don't want to hear that. They want it they to be a fight between you and them. Don't ever let it be that way. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. I think we're going to be dealing with that next time when we get to the family verses. Never, 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 never. You're the authority figure that God has placed there. You don't have to let it get to that point. Now, do you have to rebuke people? Yes. Do you have to chastise people? Yes. But make sure you're not angry about it, mad about it, trying to get back at somebody. And make sure that the Lord is leading you and is in the midst, and you help them to realize and to understand that this is about you and the Lord. And I already understand it's about me and the Lord. So the Lord is right here and he has told you to do this and you need to do it. When I tell my when I remind my wife about her behavior, how that she ought to submit, I always say to God and to your husband. If you submit to God, you will never have a problem submitting to your husband. But I'm not going to tolerate your talking back and having a nasty attitude up me here. That's, that, I did that even when the children were here. And I've told her for 34 years, anytime you don't like what we're doing here, uh, you need to find someplace else to go and leave me and my children alone. I have told her that hundreds of times. To help her snap back into reality what's going on. And I have told her that since the children have been gone. Now, I mean, that's only fair to God and fair to me. You don't like what we're doing here, where we serve God every day here? Uh, you full of hell and the devil, and you need to find someplace else to go, and I mean that. Because you must be lost and on your way to hell. If you can't, you don't, you can't, you, you don't like what we're doing here. See? And so, uh, always keep it about the Lord. It's not anything personal. It's not anything uh, tit-for-tat kind of mess going on. I I have never tolerated the silent treatment. We're not doing that. Whenever you want to get to the point to do the silent treatment, you can't talk to me. It's time for you to go someplace else. For as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord up in here. Now you, some of you men, you can't do like me because you have compromised so much. So be very careful when you try to do like me. Some of you are too old to even try because your wife has trained you real good, and you're a nice little puppy dog for her, and uh, she has created created a, uh, a man cave for you, which is a cage. And she tells you to go into it and stay there and uh, and all that kind of foolishness if you don't mean it and if she does not believe you mean it don't say it and I can't give you that I don't know how I don't know uh, how you will get it but I, I mean what I say and I and I am ready to face whatever happens because I told her before we got saved we're not going to do it her family way or my family way we're going to do it God's way or no way and I meant that and I have been large and in charge as the husband ever since and as the father ever since it's not a bragging point it's just a reality this is the way God wants it to be and I'm so grateful and thankful that my main accomplishment two main accomplishments. Number one to put God first and preach the gospel full time without working a job somewhere. Did all of that by the grace of God and raised seven children and uh, God took care of us every day. God touched the hearts of people to stand with us. People from all over the place. We had uh... uh, uh, two families uh... from bob jones university which has a reputation of being racist they supported us for years we got checks in the mail in atlanta for years from two white families they were on staff at bob jones university they invited me for some kind of symposium about uh... Does the Bible, it it all boiled down to, does the Bible teach that, uh, teach against interracial marriage? I said, now, I really don't want my children to marry anybody white. However, I can't tell them a lie and say the Bible teaches that. And the problem with you folks here at Bob Jones, I told them this to their face. They put me up in the Bob Jones Hotel, all of that kind of stuff. I was. Whatever it, whatever it is on campus. It was a guest house. They took care of me, fed me, gave me a great love offering and all of that. But I told them to their faces. Now, I said, now, if you don't want interracial marriage in your family, that's fine. But you cannot lie on the Bible and say the Bible teaches that uh, people uh, should not marry interracially. That's a lie. Oh no, it's not. Oh no, it's not. Look at here. I can show you. You can't show me anything. That's what I told him. Just like you can't. No, you're wasting your time. It's not in there. I can. I I can remember one person's name right now. And I. And I didn't. I I didn't think they were going to ever do anything. I never asked them for anything. But they got my address. See, back in those days, you had to get somebody's address to send them some money. They got my address and buddy for about two or three years. Big checks came in faithfully. And they just did it out of the goodness of their heart. Because I told them the truth. I was not mad at them. They're not mad at me, I hope. But I'm not going to sit here and lie to you people. And say the Bible teaches that because the Bible does not teach that. And you know it. And, I, and sometimes people will respect you uh, so much for telling them the truth, whether they agree with you or not. Because deep down they know the truth. And I'm here to tell you, uh, I, don't, I can't, a number of the times I went to the P.O. box to pick up the money for the ministry and to pick up the mail for the ministry. And they had a handwritten envelope. It was not officially from BJU, it was from them. And they sent, both of them, sent us large checks, and for that season, we survived. Our ministry survived, and we survived because God touched the hearts of those people. White people from Bob Jones University. We found favor in the Lord's eyes and in their eyes. And and I can tell you about people like that. Uh, I've already mentioned the one. He doesn't want. He does not want anybody to know. They didn't want anybody to know either. I can tell you stories like that uh, all night long. How God took care of us and answered the prayer. for over 34 years by faith All right my beloved let's pray for some families that have lost loved ones to the corona virus plague Holy Father God we indeed pray for the millions who have suffered through the coronavirus plague, but we also pray for the family and friends of North Carolina resident Robert Lewis Parish. We pray for a few by name. We pray for the family and friends of Trinidad and Tobago resident, Dheeraj Luton. We pray for the family and friends of Virginia resident Alice Faye Stoneman, We pray for the family and friends of Michigan resident, Michelle LaLise Woodruff, as well. And Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Ohio resident, Deborah Sue Carpenter. And now Lord, we pray for uh, the souls that got saved through the preaching of the gospel. And we pray that you'll help them all to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. We pray Lord for Kristina, we pray for Charles, we pray for Thapelo. we pray for Solanli, we pray for Ikeku Awu, and we commit all of these souls into your hands. We pray now Lord in the name of Jesus Christ you would save those souls that are lost all around the world. Help them to hear the gospel message by any means necessary. Lord, through us or someone else, the Billy Graham ministry or other ministries. Lord, it makes no difference to us. We just pray that your Holy Ghost would move mightily upon the hearts of people. Open blinded eyes unstopped deaf ears and save their souls. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you're with us tonight, pardon me, if you are with us tonight and you are not saved or you're not sure, whether or not you're saved. Uh, Tonight could be your night and it should be your night if you're not saved because tomorrow is not promised to you. The Bible says that we are all sinners. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we are guilty before God for the sins that we have committed. Sins such as the breaking of the Ten Commandments, lying, stealing, lusting after people and things, coveting people and things, adultery, fornication, the practicing of homosexuality, dishonoring and disobeying your parents and by the way that sin is just as wicked and evil as homosexuality fornication committing adultery having sex outside of the bonds of marriage just as wicked as taking God's name in vain in God's sight all sin is wicked the Bible also says that the wages of sin is death. We die because of our sins, not because of cancer, because of our sins, not because of cardiac arrest, because of our sins, not because of a car crash, or the coronavirus plague. We die because of our sins. Now understand that God, if God allows you to die from this beautiful ball called earth, and uh, if you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ while you are on this beautiful ball called earth, God will allow you to go to hell because of your sins that you have not uh, gotten are taken away by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. You will spend eternity in a place called hell that Jesus Christ preached on more than anybody in the Bible and uh, that he preached on more than heaven. In a place that he repeatedly said even in one sermon is a place where the fire is never quenched hell is a place where the fire is never quenched hell is a place where the fire is never quenched believe on the lord jesus christ dear friends so that you will not go to the place where the fire is never quenched and you can be in hell by tomorrow morning because you don't know if you're going to die when you go to sleep many people have gone to sleep and woke up in hell Jesus Christ tells about the rich man who fared sumptuously every day he was a prosperity gospel person and uh, but he was so rich he didn't even want to help the poor and uh, the Bible says he lifted up his eyes. He died and he lifted up his eyes in the flames of hell. Screaming out to poor Lazarus. For a damp finger. I didn't say damn finger. I said a damp finger. D-A-M-P. Just. tip. Dip the tip of your finger in water and come cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. That's a true story by the way. That's not a parable. Some people call him Mr. Davies. He lifted up his eyes in the burning hell. And he's still there today, 2,000 years later. So, what is the solution? Hell is bad news. Going to hell is bad news, but I have some good news for you. Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Parents, gather your children around. They're not asleep. Go and see. They're, they're in the bedroom doing something. Go get them right now so that they can get saved tonight. You need to do this every night. Don't you just sit there and listen and enjoy the service and be a, get a blessing and go tonight, go, go to bed and, and uh, night uh, and, and, and with peace and everybody in the household lost and on their way to hell. Gather up your teenagers. Call your girlfriends and boyfriends and friends. You know, and you know they're not saved. And if you love them, you'll call them up and let them hear the gospel so that they can get saved email them text them text them a link you know how to do it so wherever you are listen to the most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind for God so loved the world that includes you that includes your mother and them that includes your auntie and them that includes your children and your grandchildren don't let your children die and go to hell from this untoward generation believe in the lord jesus christ and thou you shall be saved whosoever believe believes in the lord jesus christ shall be saved From hell and to heaven. So if you want to believe tonight in the Lord Jesus Christ that he suffered, he bled and he died on the cross for your sins, he was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. For the Bible says also for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved call on his name tonight make sure that your soul is saved examine yourself and see whether or not you be in the faith you may be a proud uh, pharisaical uh, religious person that's how Nicodemus was but Nicodemus got saved one of the greatest theologians of all time in Israel he believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Joseph of Arimathea believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Religious, but lost. In fact, what I told you Jesus Christ said as being the most important words in the history of the world, he told them to Nicodemus A doctor of the law. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So believe in him like Nicodemus did. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Follow me in prayer as we pray the sinner's prayer to the Lord. Mean it from your heart, phrase by phrase. Let's pray. Pray out loud, too. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner. For I have committed some of those sins, Lord, even, yes, all of those sins, probably, Lord, that the preacher mentioned. I have broken your Ten Commandments and I admit it. For Jesus Christ's sake please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults. As I now believe in you Lord Jesus Christ that you suffered You bled and you died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to change help me to truly repent of my sins and help me to turn from my evil life and follow you in the newness of life in Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake Amen Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, and uh, uh, you prayed that prayer and mended from your heart, I declare to you that you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven and may God bless you and congratulations now if you want to uh, grow in the faith and know your next steps please go to gospel light society uh, dot com and read my book titled what to do after you enter through the door also Let us know that you got saved. Email us at dw3 at com, and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and so that we can send more materials to you to help you to grow in the faith and be the Christian disciple that God wants you to be. Until next time, my beloved, God bless you and God keep you. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow night. Uh, if not sooner. Uh, Let's all stand for our closing prayer as the music plays the old hymns of the faith. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for what you have done, for what you're doing, and for what you will do. I give you all of the glory, the praise, and the honor And uh, Lord, I pray that you'll help all of us under the sound of my voice tonight to truly pray without ceasing and to always have your joy and your peace by keeping our hearts and minds stayed on you. Keep us, Lord, in perfect peace and help us to pray without ceasing to do that and help us to be obedient to your holy word until we die and until or until you come back and get us in jesus christ's name i pray and forsake amen god bless you my dear friends lord willing i'll see you next time